The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome, moms, dads, kids, pets, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms because you're raising up that next generation so important. We do focus on your amazing value. And sometimes moms need to be inspired or motivated or encouraged. And that's exactly what I'm hoping today's guest will do for you. Could you use a life-changing story? This story does not come from a mom, but it does come from the heart, and it did inspire a hit song by Mercy Me. Plus, the name alone made me want to book him on the show. His name is Gary Miracle. Yep, that's his real name. And his miraculous story is the focus of his new book, No More Bad Days. And today, Gary Miracle is here to help moms and kids discover how to find purpose in setbacks and hope in the middle of adversity. So stick around for the miracle when Channel Mom continues. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.org. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the compassionate care team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back. Oh, I have high hopes for this show. I really want it to help you and encourage you and strengthen you and motivate you. So our guest will be here in just a second. But first, a little shout out to our friends from all over the country. We have... Almost coast to coast radio stations. And I'm just, you know, blessed that you guys are part of the Channel Mom family. I, I am always hopeful that the show uh, informs you and blesses you in your motherhood and um, in your families. So welcome and also welcome to our podcast listeners. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Audible, Apple, Google, all the places mostly that you get your favorite podcast. Remember to share it. Um, as I've been telling you, the, the podcast numbers have been going way up and then, <laughs> then we just experienced a big dip last week. So you're forgetting to share. So please share it uh, if you think it'll be a blessing to a mom, you know. Um, and I think this is going to be one that you would like to share this particular show. All right. Remember also to check out our friends at youhavealternatives.org. They do such important and good work. Okay. 
We're going to get to the guest now and a story that I think could be life-changing for you. And I'm not just saying that. His story was made known through a, the hit song by Mercy Me called Say I Won't, which went viral. He calls himself a Christian, an advocate, a fighter, and a motivational speaker. And now he is also the author uh, of a new book coming out in just a few days called No More Bad Days. Wouldn't we all like that? No more bad days ever again, Jim? Yeah, no more bad days. No more bad days trading the pursuit of perfection for the gift of grace. He is a man with an incredible story with the power to help you learn to have no more bad days. Truly, welcome to Channel Mom, Gary Miracle. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for allowing me some time to chat with you. Oh, good. And and to, to motivate and encourage our moms, because I know you can. All right, so this is going to get me in trouble on the podcast, not so much on the radio, because this is licensed music. We're about to play, and it's fine on the radio, but the podcast is probably going to mute it. So here we go. Um, I, I cannot get around playing this song that was literally dedicated to you, uh, and it helps tell your life story. Uh, so let's just start with it and you can explain it. It's Mercy Me and their hit song, Say I Won't, today's show setup soundbite. I'm gonna know what it means to live and not just be alive. The world's gonna hear Cause I'm gonna shout Let me tell you, uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to cry today. Um, I, I have been going through a week, not a week like you had, not a week like you had, but I've been going through it and I thought, man, what a great day to have Gary on because I bet a lot of moms are in the same place. So that song was about you, Say I Won't, and it has a challenge in it, which I, first I didn't understand, Gary. So I want you to explain what Say I Won't means and why Mercy Me used your life story to, to feature with that song. I, I've known Mercy Me for a little over 20 years now. I, I was actually one of their very first employees. I was the, their very first employee, actually. So great relationship with those guys. And, you know, I, I joke with them quite a bit that it took something like this for them to, to get them to write a song about me. So they, <laughs> they laugh about that quite often. But, you know, they, they Bart started writing the song called Say I Won't. And it was uh, he, he, he introduced it to the record label very early on, and they didn't like it, actually. They thought it was very aggressive songs, songs that maybe Christians shouldn't, shouldn't sing or take that posture by any means. But, you know, I remember being a kid growing up on the playgrounds, and, you know, I, I, would, I would say, hey, I, I bet me I won't do this, and, and maybe I dare you to. And, I, you know, my response would be, well, say I won't do it. You know, it was a very, like, you know, I, I dare me not to do something, and I promise you, I'll prove you wrong. Kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. So it's 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 that heartbeat behind it. But then, you know, uh, what happened to me, and then and I know we'll kind of dive into it. But you know, Bart picked the song back up, and it took a completely different turn about it, and it was less of an aggressive type Christian stance, you know, out there against the world. But it was more of a, you know, say I won't you know, show you what Christ looks like, even when things are hard. Say, yeah. I won't show you what grace is going to look like when I don't want to give you grace for nothing, but I know I don't deserve it either. So, you know, it was more of the say, I won't like 
I'm going to be aggressive with my love and grace towards you, not with my life against you kind of moment. So that's our heart behind the Say I Won't movement right now. Well, and when people see you, because it has shots of you in the hospital and shots of you overcoming, and you're about to tell people what you've had to overcome, um, mm-hmm. you know, you all, you, you did die, and then you, you basically were resurrected in, in, in some ways. Um, uh, at any rate, you've got a story that makes you you saying, say I won't, so much more impactful because people say, well, if he can say that and if he can overcome and if he can get up and walk and if he can, you know, coach his kids soccer team and if he can love his wife well and, and you know, et cetera, et cetera, then I can do it. And and that's, I think, the, the point of what you're up to. So first of all, let me let me say that the dedication in the book says to anyone who's ever had a bad day. And of course, the, you know, and I was like, and I like started crying when I read that because I thought, oh man, this book is perfect for me this week. Again, the book's called No More Bad Days, No More Bad Days by Gary Miracle. And, and you know, his, his story is not only featured in the book, but it's also featured in the Mercy Me song, Say I Won't. That's why we played it. We may play a little snippet of it again. But to, to anybody who's listening today that wants to know why Mercy Me decided to, to include you in that song, to make that song a dedication to you, what did you go through? And you've got three or four minutes just to go there and explain what you've been through and, and how you almost weren't here. Yeah. So, you know, I was 39 years old. I lived down here in central Florida. And, you know, up until that point, I was living, I think, what you would call kind of the all-American life. You know, I, I grew up in a Christian home. My dad was my youth pastor. I had an incredible stay-at-home job in my adult life. Uh, my wife at the time was a stay-at-home mom, and we had three biological boys. We have a beautiful adopted daughter from from Columbia, South America. And, you know, life was just doing exactly what we dreamed of. Everything you think you should be doing or society tells you you should be doing, you know, mm-hmm. as a man providing, as a woman staying at home and nurturing like that. Like we, we were in those molds right there. And then and then, but God, right? Like this is when <laughs> the curveball comes yeah. usually happens. But it was right after Christmas in 2019 when I was 39, and I went to the hospital emergency room, actually. You know, it was that week, that the last week of the year when your primary doctor really doesn't hold regular hours. So I took myself to the emergency room, and 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 super long, long, long story short, but in a matter of five days on my very fourth emergency room visit, um, for massive complications, I developed a blood infection, which caused me to fall into septic shock and, and multi-system organ failure, um, so much so that at 7.18 a.m. on January 1st, 2020, um, you know, the best year of all of our lives, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, at 7.18 a.m. on January 1st, 2020, I was laying on a hospital bed, and I was hooked up to 46 machines all at the same time. They all started the long-dreaded beep. And code blue started coming over all over the speakers. And I was laying on the hospital bed completely lifeless mm-hmm. for 11 mm-hmm. minutes on January 1st. And um, family didn't know what to do. Doctors and nurses didn't really know what to do at that point. But um, 11 minutes later at 7.29 a.m. on January 1st, God wasn't done with me or he just didn't want me yet. I don't know which one of those <laughs> to be case. But at 7.29 a.m. on January 1st, 11 minutes later, I came back and they found a slight pulse inside of me. And, and my family knew on my behalf at that time that it was really ready to kick in the hard work here. 
They didn't know what was going to happen. I was minute by minute all up until this point, but they rushed me back into surgery. They put me on a five or six hour surgery, which uh, attached me to a life support machine called ECMO. And I was in a coma on life support for 10 days before I cracked my eyes open for the very first time again um, to, to see my mom's face right in front of me, actually, uh, 10 days later. So I thought that was very fitting. It's the first way I came into the world as well, so I might as well be the second. Well, and it's very uh, fitting so. for this show. I, I love right. that, that you, you shared that. that, that you're, and you said, potentially to the chagrin of your wife, how meaningful it was for you to see your mama first. Just, you yeah, know. It really was. You know, my, my mom has always been there. My mom is my rock. My mom's my prayer warrior. My mom was just there she's the face I saw and I mean it's, it's almost like my heart took a deep breath uh, as well when I cracked my eyes open seeing my mom not knowing what was going on not knowing the gravity of my situation not knowing what I was up against my mom was there face to face with me to just hold me and and I'm 39 years old and I was still held by my mom in the mm-hmm. hospital in that moment and this is this is great and I thank you for the space because I've never really told the story from that angle before. So this is really getting me in a moment right here. So I apologize. No, no, no. It's beautiful. You know, I, and so that's what happened. And what I'm saying, you know, I started learning the gravity of my situation, what my situation was being on on life support for 10 days. Um, that meant for 10 days in order to keep my, my organs running strong, it had to take this life support machine had to take all of the blood and all of the oxygen and all of the circulation from my extremities to suck it into my core to keep all of my organs running strong. So my family had to make a decision on my behalf. Do I lose my life or do I lose all four of my limbs? And they chose to take me back however they could have me. So 107 days later, I left the hospital as a quadruple amputee with no hands or no hands or feet. And, uh, but a heartbeat. So I'm yeah. here and I'm alive. So that is my story. There's so many more details uh, in the book that I, that I pray everybody to get their hands on. But, uh, no pun intended. But yeah, no, right. But but it's yeah. enough. It's a, you made you made producer Jim laugh on that one. Um, <laughs> it, 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 I want people to get this image. And then we're going to play a little bit more of the song again, just so they can understand the courage that it has taken for you to decide your li- to live your life a face forward. Um, and, and, and able to say, I am committing to, to saying no more bad days because I know that I overcome, um, through the God who loves me and through Christ. And so I, I just want to remind people that, that you were a former state champion track athlete and then you were rolled out of that hospital with no hands, no feet, and you had to make a decision about how you're going to live your life. And mercy me, um, captured that. So Jim, let's just play just a a little bit more of the song. It says, I want to run, and you're, you're mouthing the words to the song in the music video, and it's beautiful. I mean, that's the part that I showed my husband last night, and he started to cry. I'm sure he doesn't want me to say that on the radio, but <laughs> you were mouthing the words to that song, and I thought, man, this is going to give other people strength to see him without arms or legs singing this song and saying, say, I, won't, I want to run. 
So I want you to tell people about the Say I Won't attitude and what it has allowed you to do. And then I want you to give a little cheerleading, because I know you're a former youth pastor. I know you're a coach. I want you to give a little mm-hmm. cheerleading to moms who feel like they're up against something today and, and for the sake of their kids who are up against something. T- t- but first, let's start with, the, I want to run. I want to fly. I, you know, Say I won't. Um, tell us about how you had that attitude and how it's changed things for you. Absolutely. When I was discharged from the hospital, you know, I, I instantly got home and I got back on technology and I, I grabbed my cell phone. I was on Facebook and I joined a couple different um, quadruple amputee Facebook groups and some just amputee Facebook groups. I wanted to have a, you know, a community of people that, that understood me or whatever the case may be. And, and it took about 48 hours and I quickly got out of every single one of those groups as fast as I could. Uh, because it was not life-giving for me. It was very death. It, it, it breathed death over me with with the amount of people that were on there just like complaining about their, their pain. And I'm not discrediting where these people are at. And I'm not talking bad about these people. These people were just sharing what they were going through. Just at that time, I couldn't handle it because of what I was going through. Right. So I had to, I had to you know, step outside of that. And then I knew in that moment, there was that line in the sand decision-making time for me. Like, what am I going to do with my life at this point? Like I've spent my whole life saying God's good. So what am I going to do now? Am I going to sit on the couch, throw a pity party? Woe is me. I don't have hands or feet anymore. I'm going to get addicted to pain pills and take everything under the sun and, and be an absent father, an absent parent. Or am I going to step on the other side of that line and figure out, Whatever it's going to take, and this is that say I won't moment for me. What like this is what that side of the line means I'm going to volunteer my mind and my body to be broken by Christ so that he can put me back together. Sometimes, you know, figuratively and literally sometimes heal wounds and, and, and physical wounds and not just internal scars kind of things, but you know, allow Christ to step inside me and I'm going to put myself in physical therapy and occupational therapy. And I'm going to, you know, they said I would be walking in about a year and, and it took me about three months and I was so determined, you know, sometimes to my fault because it just would reopen wounds on my legs or whatnot, you know, while I was healing, but I was determined to not become a statistic. I was determined to not be that guy that, that used my situation to get away with doing nothing with life, to just, just existing and being alive like that wasn't something that I was willing to do yeah and and you write in the book while I was lying in the hospital bed fighting for my life my my family had to decide to show the world that we believe God is good when I realized my life would be affected forever I decided to show the world that I believe he is good too when so many people have looked at me and wondered how I could go on my only answer has been how could I not and, and you talk about this in the context of your book, No More Bad Days, because you made a commitment to try to live like that. Like, I believe God is up to something good, and I can turn around and make this for good. Say I won't. Say I won't do it. And, and watch me do it. So, so you do talk about the steps. And, and I know you admit, look, there are days when I do feel like I'm having a bad day, but I still preach no more bad days because I want to help people get there. So, so for the mom listening today, how does she get to that place of say, I won't overcome? I, I, I can have no more dad, bad days with an attitude that, that you uh, are inspiring. So, so tell folks, how do they get to that place when they're, when their life is turned upside down? 
such a good question. And this is where I get to kind of flip the script on people, right? I get to step away from telling my story and try to, you know, encourage other people with portions of that story. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, I grew up, you know, telling people that God is, like I said, I grew up in the church. My dad was my youth pastor. I grew up telling people that God is good, you know, trying to get people to believe that God is good, trying to convince people that God is good, whatever I could do to get people that God is good. Like that's what I tried to do all of my life growing up. So who am I and how dare I, when something traumatic happens to me in my life, now live my life like he's no longer good. Like that is not the kind of God that I want to serve. I want to live my life saying that he's good, preaching that he's good, convincing other people that he's good, and then something traumatic happens to me and still choosing to live like he's really, really good and knowing this, and I can do that by knowing this, God did not mess up on me and God did not make a mistake on me when he did what he did. And and moms out there, like Christ did not mess up on you. Christ didn't make a mistake on you. And if we wished that anything about our current story right here, right now, if we wished that anything was different about our situation, then we're taking the stance that we think God's doing a bad job at what he's doing. Mm -hmm. You know, our world is not falling apart. It's falling into place, as it says in that line of the Casting Crown song. You know, the world's not falling apart. It's falling into place. And no matter what you're going through, no matter what your circumstance is, you are right on time and you are the exact you that needs to be dealing with that situation right now. So don't run from it. Don't pray it away. Don't wish it away. Lean into it because Christ has you there for a reason. So figure out why. And that is the moment that I was in a couple, two, three years ago when this happened was, you know, I wanted to pray and fight so hard that my story would not go in vain. You know, if this was going to happen to me, I wanted Christ to use it somehow, some way. And then, boom, I get a call from Mercy Me about the song and the music video. And Christ showed up, you yeah. know, right in that, in that moment. And Christ is going to use you with whatever it is you're going through and how he's taking you through it and how he's going to get you out of it. He's going to use it because he works all things out for the good of those who love him. All we have to do along the way is, as it says, uh, the, the lead verse in the book, No More Bad Days, says take every thought captive. Yeah. You know, Satan wants to whisper in your ear that you're doing a bad job and you're a failure and you're a horrible mom and you don't deserve to be the parent to that child that you have and and you're not enough. And, and Satan just wants to just speak that because he's, he's here to steal and kill and destroy, but Christ is here to give life to the fullest. And, and that is what I want to take my story and say at the end of the day, every single one of us has a struggle in this life. Me, you, everybody. If you don't have one right now, like that's okay, good for you, but buckle up, it's probably coming. <laughs> yeah. But we all have struggles. If the only difference between me and you is my struggles are visible because you can see them, then I'm going to be okay. But I want to know all about what's going on inside your heart, those invisible struggles, the anxiety, the depression, the finances, the eating disorders, the, you know, I could go fill in the blank on and on and on and on with what people are struggling with out there in today's day and age that you can't see, you know, you can see how hard it is for me to pick up a cup and take a drink without hands, but I can't see how hard it is for you to do life living in anxiety, but I want to know about it so I can link arms with you and do life with you, whether I have hands or not. 
iron sharpens iron. And when two or more are gathered, like we can do this together if we try to put ourselves aside and humbly come before Christ and say, here's all my ugly people, here's all my baggage. And what I've learned is through the sharing of my struggles, through the sharing of my, my sin, I've never been more loved in all of my life and not judged like I thought I would be. Mm-hmm. And I feel more free than ever. And I just want to encourage everybody to take that stance along with me. A mini sermon by Pastor Gary Miracle. I'm sorry, there we go. <laughs> no, no, no. It was a very good. Jim's clapping. I am too. Um, oh. So let me just say, beautiful. And if you can say that with no hands and no feet, I think we should all be able to say those things, that we can have no more bad days, that we can believe that God is good. We can say, say, I won't overcome this um, and mean it, that we can overcome it. And and so I do thank you for that inspiration. I hope that a mom who needed it today or, or a dad or, a, a, you know, somebody needed it for their child, I hope that it helped. I also want to say you inspired kind of a movement because at the end of the video, you have all these people say, you know, holding signs that say, say, I won't overcome this or I won't overcome that. Gold medalist skater Scott Hamilton is, is holding a sign that says, say, I won't cure cancer. I mean, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing that you've accomplished. All right. We literally have 30 seconds left for you to tell people how to find you and find the book. Hey, go to GaryMiracle.com. Everything is there. It's the hub for everything. All my social media accounts. You can order the book. You can see where I'm going to be. If I'm going to be around where you are, come see me live. I'd love for you to hear my story live or on the book. But thank you so much. Beautiful. Gary Miracle, thanks for being on Channel Mom. And this is where I thank all the mamas, including Jenna, his wife. Thank you for all you do. You can overcome and you can teach your kids to overcome. So you are changing the world by the way that you mother. So God bless you for that. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at channelmom.org. Also social media at channel mom. Oh, thanks for listening you guys. God bless you. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together channel mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family we depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood our life-changing programs are over capacity so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids be a part of the change you want to see from others and families visit channelmom.org and click donate we thank you for your generous support and may god bless you for coming alongside channel mom